This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Shall we begin? <laughs> Expecto Patronum! FM 89.9. It is just about 7.39 and you are listening to Popcorn Culture. It is our supercut, of course, a Thursday evening. And um, you are listening to Lynn, to Sharmila. And joining us because Arvin is on a bit of a break, we have Dash. Hello. Glad to be back again. <laughs> so what we all just heard was a bunch of 30-somethings pretending to be high school students. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is, right? Because nobody in Greece looks like they could possibly be 16 or 17. They all look like edging close to 40 in some instances. Um, but we had to start with that because Rydell High. Um, and today we are talking about schools on screen, which when you really think about it, is kind of a rich storytelling theme. There are lots and lots of stories movies, shows that are actually set in school. Firstly, Illusion Breaker, thank you very much. I mean, John Travolta is clearly 16 in that film. I don't know what you're saying. Any person who would say that has seen neither a 16-year-old nor a 30-year-old. Like, or you were like four when you watched it. Okay. <laughs> you completely believe. I mean, so... Okay, not to single anyone out, but John Travolta's one thing. Stockard Channing is another. You know, yeah, so I just yeah. think that there are layers here. Good performance, but yes, agreed. Um, so I think I think movies set in schools are so interesting because they're really a euphemism for like a world that are generally made up of a of children or of teenagers, right? And just of a particular structure um, that is really ripe for many different kinds of storytelling. Now, I think it's worth prefacing that while we tried not to be super American-centric with the show, um, it's inevitable that so much of what we think of as schools on screen comes from that American school setting. Inevitably, because pop culture is so much from there. Um, and I think that kind of informs the way we think about the, um, the dynamics between different groups of people in school, the dynamics between teachers and students, and even just the place that school occupies within our lives and, and the way we tell stories. Yeah, I think that's a great point you bring up about how we look at the world I mean, we look at these films and it's all from an American lens. And in that particular thing, yeah, I'm immediately reminded of, let's say, Sex Education, which is a fantastic series um, set, in high, you know, set in high school. But for me, I relate to it more as a, even as a 20-something-year-old. You know, like the things that a lot of the problems that they are going through, um, or let's say relationships and things like that, it still feels very relatable today, even when it comes to, let's say, um, you know, their, their sexual activities and, and whatnot, right? But my high school was nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing nothing like that. We, we didn't have that, that kind of same discussions and, and things like that. A lot of it seems to be happening now. So I, I don't know, maybe it's, it, it is a very cultural thing, right? Um, different cultures, like our high school is different. Um, maybe what we do in high school is different and, and when we grow up, we talk about things that perhaps other people are talking about in high school. So I think that's that's quite an interesting uh, point. I guess my thing is this, right? Um, while the conversations we have, the way we dress, I mean, um, American high schools, no uniform, things like that. Like the way we dress, the way we behave, the way we engage with each other um, at that age might be different in comparison to how schools are depicted and high schools in particular are shown on screen. I don't know about you both, but I still think that Despite all that, I think because we are 
the same age as those people, right? Um, when you're watching, if you are someone in secondary school here and you're watching a high school show or movie or, or anything, um, so I think the the crushes, the engaging with teachers, mm. the worrying about um, whatever big event might be. It might not be prom. Uh, it might be sports day. <laughs> you know, it might be like... <laughs> right. It might be a hotbed of romance. <laughs> I know. That was. Uh, it might be prize giving day. It, it, it's right. not going to be prom, but it's going to be these things. And then I, I don't know about you both, but I remember feeling as I went from being a uh, standard six-year-old, a standard six student, watching way too much stuff about American high schools, frankly, for that age, I did have an expectation that secondary school was going to have those beats, right? I was going to make the best friends ever. Um, we were going to have really dramatic things that went on in our lives. We would have these big crescendos. Exams would um, be the emotional high point of the year. There are all these things, right, that these movies and shows teach us to expect. Firstly, I went to an all-girls school throughout my education. So nothing in my school was anything <laughs> like these high school shows. Yep. Um, but, you know, you said we might not have prom. The truth is, and I do think that pop culture, particularly American pop culture, has a part to play in this. Um, I... I went to school in that period where I went from no schools having proms to slowly seeing different schools having proms. And now I think it's often more common than not that your graduation, quote unquote, becomes almost like a prom. If you don't see it in schools, you see it in college because it's become something that students initiate. It's become something that students want. And I find that interesting, right? Because, um, it's a direct result of kids growing up watching entertainment where prom is this like marker of, of um, adulthood, of a particular stage in school. Um, and so, I mean, that in itself is enough to show us how um, influential watching something like this could be. Um, but no, I, I completely agree with you, Lynn, that even though you may not have a school life that's anything like the stuff you see on screen, I think the, the markers or the milestones that these portray, um, even if it's something as simple as developing your first crush or having a fight with your best friend or being sent to detention. I think it all uh, sets a kind of template that, you know, your real life feeds into what you watch, what you watch feeds into real life. Um, I, I think it's kind of, it can be sweet. I think it can also be problematic in many ways. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that what's also interesting is that while we may do different, maybe like our all our activities may not be the same as what we see on screen. But I think there are a lot of similarities in terms of, let's say, high school. I was in an all-guys school, like Shamila, not a co-ed school. So obviously there was no like crushes among peers and, and things like that. Not, you know, not that I knew of anyway. Um, and, and things like that. But, you know, we, we don't have that kind of romantic drama but there are a lot of things like, let's say, cliques. Um, you got, let's say, the so-called jocks and the so-called ponting class gang. And, you know, the, the gang that is, you know, playing truant and, and they are sitting at the, at the side of the, 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 the staircase and, and doing things that they shouldn't be doing, maybe smoking or, or whatnot. Then you have the people who are like, they are perhaps in the middle. They are like sometimes ponting class. Sometimes they are like the teacher's pet also. You know, you have these different kind of cliques and I feel these movies do help, especially, let's say, um, high schoolers or, or even primary school students, depending on what movie they are, um, to sort of make sense of this crazy world that is high school. Because at times it really does feel completely crazy. All of which sets us up quite nicely. We are talking today on Supercut about schools on screen. Um, basically, all these movies and shows that have taken place in school, right? And we'd like to hear from you. Um, what are some of your favourites? We're talking about this actually partly because of Miss Marvel um, that we reviewed earlier this week and the fact that it's a high school series and that is a category upon itself. So yeah, um, what are some of your favourite shows or movies that actually take place primarily in schools? Um, you can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, up next, we've got... An example of a very specific type of school, a very specific type of teacher, but one that's become kind of anthemic um, over the years. Here's a little bit of Dead Poets Society. If the poem score for perfection is plotted on the horizontal of a graph... Mr. The Keating, they made everybody sign Mr. Anderson. <laughs> you got to believe me, it's true. I do believe you, Tom. Leave, Mr. Keating. But it wasn't his fault. Sit down, Mr. Anderson. One more outburst from you or anyone else, and you're out of this school. Leave, Mr. Keating. 
I said leave, Mr. Keating. Captain, my captain. Sit down, Mr. Anderson. You hear me? Sit down. Sit down. This is your final warning, Anderson. How dare you? You hear me? Oh, Captain, my captain. Mr. Overstreet, I warn you. Sit down. Sit down. Leave, Mr. Keating. Thank you, boys. Thank you. Why don't I know you? I'm new. I just moved here from Africa. What? I used to be homeschooled. Wait, what? My mom taught me at home. No, no, I know what homeschool is. I'm not retarded. So you've actually never been to a real school before? Shut up. Shut up! I didn't say anything. Homeschooled. That's really interesting. Thanks. You're, like, really pretty. Thank you. So you agree? What? You think you're really pretty? Oh, I don't know. Oh my god, I love your bracelet. Where did you get it? Oh, my mom made it for me. It's adorable. It's so fetch. What is fetch? Oh, it's like slang from England. So if you're from Africa, why are you white? Oh my god, Karen, you can't just ask people why they're white. Could you give us some privacy for like one second? Yeah, sure. You should just know that we don't do this a lot, so this is like a really huge deal. We want to invite you to have lunch with us every day for the rest of the week. Oh, it's okay. Coolness. So we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> On Wednesdays, we wear pink. PFM 89.9. It is 7.50. You're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn Sharmila and Dash. And together we are journeying backwards and going to school, going back to school today because it turns out there are so many films and shows that are set primarily in schools and classrooms. And, you know, I think that Mean Girls, which that was a little bit of, kind of exemplifies why some stories can only be told or be told best at the school setting at the school age. Yes. Um, and, you know, Mean Girls is actually gold standard of the high school oh my high gosh. school drama, Absolutely. right? Um, and, and there's something very particular about the balance it strikes. There's a reason why Regina George is an iconic character, what, like, more than a decade after the movie came out. It's, she's also emblematic of a particular kind of girl that I'd wager many of us knew in school. Um, um, and I, I don't know, I, I love watching high school or school set movies, even as an adult. I think because even if you're not going through that yourself, um, a lot of these stories remind you of your own experiences. And it's a way of also reflecting and you know, okay, I think it's it's actually quite cathartic to look back sometimes and and realize like, okay, I went through that and I kind of emerged relatively okay. Yeah, and I think that's really interesting about uh, high school films, right? And on top of that, there's also this like sometimes I watch a high school film, right, and and you think oh my God, look at all this drama that's going on, right? Because now you're like, oh, an adult and whatnot. And then when you actually think about it, when you look at offices, um, you know, places where you work and all, it is pretty much another high school sometimes. You know, you have cliques, you have drama, you have office politics, and some a lot of it is petty. But, you know, it's it's things like that. And I feel like it, looking at high school movies, like watching high school films and series and all, sometimes it in a way, it also helps you make sense of what's going through in your life, depending on how good the film is, of course. Um, and Mean Girls is like, like the gold standard. And what's interesting about Mean Girls is on the surface, because it came out when I was not interested when watching that film. I think 2003, I was like primary three or something like that, right? So I was like, okay, I'm not going to watch this. Then I'm going to... So later on, like I watched it maybe late, like only when I was 19 or something. And on the surface, like it seems like when you see the pitch of the film, or oh, it's a high school comedy starring Lindsay Lohan, I think the immediate assumption is that it's going to be this cheesy, full of ridiculous caricatures, stereotypes type of thing. But in reality, it's a very smart, very witty, very feminist 
film and with a lot of nuanced characters, interesting. And it really is, I think, one of the defining high school movies of this generation. It's so quotable, right? I mean, there's so many quotable lines Great in that. Lines. Um, but the main thing that I was thinking of while listening to Mean Girls was that, um, and in fact, while watching the clips for it, is that in some ways, I think school films are like a staging for the rest of life. In other words, um, for the kinds of themes and competitions and issues that are going to come up, in the rest of your life. Like you said, Dash, I mean, sometimes it feels like high school or secondary school really never ends. Um, But there is something about, I think, showcasing teenagers uh, behaving in a certain way where, um, let's see, it, 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 is somehow very real and direct because they're old enough to know better. <laughs> they're old enough to to know how to behave. Um, they're old enough that the themes can feel very immediate even to people uh, who are now like 50, 60. doesn't matter. The point is you remember it. Um, but at the same time, someone like a Regina in an office setting is a villain. Like, I mean, she's still a villain in Mean Girls, but <laughs> in, in an office setting, I don't think you would f- be able to find it in you to watch it lightly because all us people um, scarred by office battles would be like I can't watch that Um, but there's something about the setting of it in in a high school that is simultaneously realistic and ridiculous enough that it allows these themes to really shine through I think. I also think that's why um, when adults pop up in schools about in stories about schools like Robin Williams and Dead Poet Society, as we heard earlier, they often end up being a model for the kind of so either a model or the what not to do. Um, you know, for kids to grow up into. And they're often that, right? Like even in Mean Girls, you have the adults who are just like caring and and you know want to do better you have adults who are kind of incompetent and don't really do much at all and that tends to be um, the two sides of adults that you often find in stories that are centered in schools because ultimately the adults are meant to be uh, uh, the adult version of the kids we see Um, and I think that's why people like teachers or even counselors or parents when they do pop up um, sex education is a great example of adults whose lives are as messy as the kids um, but also in some ways are aspirational for the kids um, and I I love that I love it when when stories about schools get nuanced and kind of draw that that I think compare and contrast situation between uh, well actually adults may not know that much better after all yeah, and an interesting thing popped into my mind when when Lynn you brought up the whole um how would Regina how would you view Regina if it was in an office setting, right? And I'm wondering if that is because, you know, we are it, it, it's the same sort of traits, but when we when we are watching an adult, it seems that much more crueler, that mm. much harsher. It's like you should know better, you should know the impact. So I'm wondering for us watching, let's say, a Mean Girls, we are we can see it in like Regina as like okay, like okay, it's a bit lighthearted, right? It's a bit of a cartoon in a sense. Do kids watching these films feel that way, or do they see her as a real villain as well, or as a hero and someone to emulate, yeah. which is a <laughs> <Yes>. possibility also? <laughs> that's an interesting question. I think the way the film is framed, though, makes it not so, and that's right. an important part. Uh, the removal of the trauma, I think, is actually not removal, but the distancing mm. of the trauma is, and that's why so many high school films are comedies. Um, we'll hear a little bit of the Breakfast Club later, um, and you know that's tough to clip because, or even rewatch, because it it wears the difficult parts right on its sleeve and yeah I I think that it's a fine balance to walk when you want to pick on things that in real life can actually be very difficult to deal with. So we've been talking, we are talking today rather about schools on screen. We want to hear your favourites. So far we've been talking about things like Greece and Dead Poet Society, Mean Girls. Um, Next up we've got a clip that kind of exemplifies the ridiculousness of high school and who it is that we hold up to be heroes during that period. But again, let us know. We want to hear your favourites. What are some of your favourite on-screen schools or movies or shows that take place in schools? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, here are the Mighty Toros. I'm sexy. I'm cute. I'm popular to boot. I'm bitchin'. Great hair. The boys all love to stare. I'm on it. I'm hot. I'm everything you're not. I'm pretty. I'm cool. I dominate the school. Who am I? Just guess. Guys wanna touch my chest. I'm rockin'. I smile. And anything I'm vile. I'm flyin'. I jump. You can't look but don't you hope. Woo! I'm major. 
Spanish Fraudulent Maneuvers, BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, it is 8.09. You're listening to Popcorn Culture. It is our Supercut episode where we're going back to school um, and asking you what are some of your favourite movies and shows that take place in schools. You can, of course, keep it coming. WhatsApp is 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You're listening to Lynn, Sharmila and Dash. And that was a mercifully short clip of Carrie um, because we can't really talk about school movies or shows and make it sound like it's all light and love when in fact it's often not the case. No, and that one pretty much hit all the, the trauma points I was talking about earlier. Right? Oh, um, it, that's a tough one to rewatch, honestly. Mm. Um, but you know, I, I think there's a there's a significant reason why horror and high school or horror and, and young people is such a common trope, right? Because um, the heightened drama, the heightened emotions, but also the stand-in of um, monsters and the supernatural for the actual fears of growing up and adolescence and changing bodies. Your peers. Your peers being the real monsters that you have to worry about. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I don't know. I, I struggle actually because I I have the older I get, I actually find it more difficult to watch young people have to go through this kind of trauma on screen. Yeah, same here. I I feel like although it's supposed to be perhaps I think as a when I watch like let's say high school horror films as a kid, as a or maybe like early high school, it is scary, but I'm still perhaps more scared about the more explicit things. Like, let's say if it's a real ghost, um, you know, being uh, like as a subliminal message for something else or whatever. And then once I start to understand what exactly these, let's say, horrors are standing for, let's say they're standing for real horror, your parents, um, you know, your teachers, your friends and all that. I think there's a sense of uneasiness when films do it this way, um, because you, you sort of think about it longer and watching as an adult and sometimes when you're watching let's say high school horror films and you're seeing like from an adult lens how horrible certain adult characters can be I think that makes me really uncomfortable not to diminish any of what we've both you know all just said um, Munif says Jennifer's Body is a school movie I like <laughs> the link here is horror my friends um, Jennifer's Body is a school movie I like it's the compelling plot I promise um, laugh cry emoji Munif do you also read another magazine for the articles because you know I, I have questions for you um, but you know while we're talking about horror Jennifer's Body is a great shout um, and also uh, Diablo Cody, um, I think hands down one of the best creators of high school stories. Juno, Juno. is still one of my yes. favorites. Um, and so I, I like I like the mention of Diablo Cody because again the use of genre. So in Juno's case, uh, comedy. Uh, in Jennifer's body's case, horror. But to then reflect back on all of these issues with growing up, um, I what does it do you think? What for you is the primary draw when it comes to things set in school? Is it the fact that it primarily deals with students or is it the absence of um, the larger world? Because for me, I think actually I enjoy the fact that this almost becomes a world unto itself. Like the rest of the world's problems rarely come into play. Actually, that reminds me of um, both a scene in Miss Marvel as well as a scene in 10 Things I Hate About You, very similar, um, in which you have one character introducing another character to a microcosm of a community. I mean, in the case of Miss Marvel, it's, it's actually a mosque community. But in the case of 10 Things I Hate About You, it's like a self-contained school community, right? Um, like right down to hedge fund managers, but like in high school form, uh, all the way up to, I don't know, the poets. And um, 
that actually is, is kind of what you're you're talking about, right? Where the school is a world unto itself, um, it operates with those rules and you don't necessarily have to worry about other stuff. And I think that that's appealing partly because, again, as adults where we're like, oh, climate change, um, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's nice to be in a space where that's not really the, the rules of the world, even though the setting of the school is still in our world, technically. Yeah, absolutely. I agree as well. And I, I think that's what's so interesting because it feels sometimes like you're watching a fantasy film where, you know, in a fantasy film, you, you are introduced into this new world and then they set up rules and there's like characters with special powers, hierarchy, things like that. And I feel that there is a lot of world building in high school films, um, you know, like whether it's the different characters, um, the different type of characters, where they hang out, different characters hang out in different and they have their own superpowers. You know, you have the jocks, you have you, know, you have the teachers, you have the, the nerds who are like who are like science geeks and, and so on and so forth. And I think that to me is perhaps like the most fascinating, like what's the, the, the main initial hook of a high school um, um, film or series? Like it's so interesting that I can keep watching so many of them, like almost like how comic book movies like you know there are great ones there are not so great ones there are rubbish ones but every time a new one comes out I just feel like exploring the world and high school films and series feels that way like even until today I can watch something like high school musical I don't consider it to be like Casablanca you know it's not like Citizen Kane or anything like that but I know what it is but it's just so fun to explore that world and to see, oh, what are they doing on summer break? You know, things like that. It's, it's so interesting. Oh, I'm so glad you brought up TV because I feel like we haven't talked about how big a part TV plays when it comes to this idea of school. Because for me, it was things like Saved by the Bell or Beverly Hills or One Tree Hill. Um, oh, apparently lots of hills. hills. Um, yeah. Um, but I was going to say, like, like for me, the, the weekly visits to these schools, the characters, the way they uh, progress along, um, watching how they grow up while you grow up, um, there's so much joy and so much attachment to that process. Interesting. So um, I find it easier to watch, to watch shows now about offices. Um, what I think possibly my all-time favourite TV show is likely The Office at this moment. But... When I came home from school, I didn't want that. And so because of that, ah. um, mm. all your Saved by the Bells, etc., uh, even the OC felt like school to me, which is <laughs> ironic considering uh, what it was about. But um, it just felt like I was back in an oppressive nine to five environment, you know, where I had to walk around keeping my shoes white uh, in a way that for some reason <laughs> as a working adult, I don't feel. I'm not sure what that is. You know, all this says to me is that we need a convent girl school TV show. Like, I feel like Lord. nobody's made it. Um, we need one. Because Reality those... or drama? Drama. Well, I hmm. feel like a dramedy because there's hmm. some stuff that's really funny. I basically just want my childhood in school to be a TV show. La. Let me just be honest. <laughs> have, have you all seen this cartoon or animated series called um, Recess? I don't yes. know if it's like... Yes, yes. Of yes, I don't know how I just remembered, but I feel like as far as like animation is concerned, that's like one of the most defining sort of school series because it is like what we were talking about world building. I feel like nothing does it better than Recess because it really as a child watching, as a kid growing up watching it, it really makes like, you know, playgrounds feel like fortresses and, you know, you can go and you're like skipping class and you're like going on a mission. It's not just, you know, playing through and you're going on a mission and you have all these like underground societies and things like that. So it really, I don't know, presents a very interesting look. And it's something that when you, I watch growing up, I'm like, well, I'm going to imagine that this is what I'm doing when, when you know, like I'm doing all these things, you know, and I'm playing under the slides. It's a fortress. And I think that's like, it's, like one of, it's such an interesting show that I don't know why it just popped up into my head. My whole, I, my whole like ethos or, or I, I don't know, I don't know how to describe how tied up I was in Swingle's mission. Like I really wanted her to be able to do it. I, I cared so much about her ability to do it. Um, 
So oh, I know you like Hey Arnold as well. I love Hey Arnold. And you clearly love Recess. So you're fine with those kinds of school shows, can I, I Can I point out to you that Recess is not about school, it's about Recess? This is true. <laughs> sure. And yes, Hey Arnold also is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay, okay. I, I don't, Glad we made the distinction. I don't want to walk the halls and see the lockers. Like, right. I just don't want to see that, you know? Um, watching it now as a grown-up, I, I have some distance from it, but... As a kid, so because of that TV shows, you're right, animation I think is its own thing, but the actual like kid, 13-year-olds running around applying deodorant, I just <laughs> just wasn't all that keen on, on that life. Um, by the way, before we get to the messages, um, I wanted to ask you both what you make of the darker tint we're seeing to... Uh, TV shows about school these days because um, if you look at the ones that are most popular, right, I think it's going to be like 13 Reasons or um, Euphoria, neither of which are happy stories at all, Um, both of which are actually incredibly dark I don't incredibly dark stories that in a different age would have resulted in like some form of moral outrage and people saying children these days, Um, but now are kind of fashion. I mean... you see entire aesthetic movements being influenced by euphoria. You see references being made constantly to euphoria. What do we make of the the darker tone that it's taken? I think I'm on the fence, right? Because I have been feeling this, to be fair, not just about school series, but TV in general, that there is a definite veering towards trauma porn. Um, and, And sometimes I feel like, transposing that onto the story of young people is one more way to capitalize on on trauma being sort of endlessly narratable as a story. Um, But that said, I do think that young people need a space where they can I, I said catharsis earlier, and I, I completely agree that when you're a certain age, um, the same way reading a book about your challenges or, or watching a TV show about your challenges can help, I do think that having those spaces are important. Um, so I'm I'm on the fence because I feel like it's fine that they exist. I will never say shows like these shouldn't exist. Uh, but I wonder what it says when sometimes it feels like that's all that exists. Yeah, so... I think I'm in the camp where I generally like it. Um, so I don't like the, the whole, like, because it's like when one, let's say, show does it well and that becomes the trend. It, let's say if like, you know, it's, we see that with films as well when Batman Begins and Dark Knight came out and it was this groundbreaking thing and suddenly every comic book movie is dark. And I think that I don't like. But I do feel that I don't know, maybe it's just me. I, while I love all the happy shows as well, like all, and, the, and the films that we've been talking about, I don't know. I, because like 13 Reasons Why is one of my f- favorite high school um, series. Um, and I felt it's so real and I felt it's necessary for the times we live in because I don't think these are subtle times. Um, there is always happiness. There's always hope. But I think it is time we really address these things for what it is in the most explicit head on like like there's there is a time for subtlety but i get why a lot of these um shows and films are straight up dark and straight up like this is what's actually going on i think we need to just throw it in your face and show it and you need to feel uncomfortable and you need to cry and you need to hate yourself for a bit or whatever you know in that sense not literally but you know just to deal with it rather than to just say that this is a you know it's a good place and everything ends up well and you know characters grow and everybody becomes good and things like that. So one, I guess, earlier example of this, although it does contain those lessons, um, is from Irfan, who says, the high school movie that stuck with me is Dangerous Minds. It's not the typical teen movie, but it really goes down to the darker side of growing up in a troubled neighbourhood. Ah, Dangerous Minds, Michelle Pfeiffer. Right. Mm -hmm. Dylan and Dylan Mackay Pfeiffer (laughs) yeah there's a lot going on Uh, I used to love Dangerous Minds Um, of course I think it's it's taken on a perhaps a different tone now with the whole white saviour concept and so on but I do think that again I go back to you know I love movies about inspiring teachers there's just something just lovely about celebrating the role that a good educator can play and I think Dangerous Minds was definitely one of those yeah I agree as well 
So, uh, we're talking today about schools on screen and asking you for some of your favourites. What are shows or movies that you've enjoyed that have taken place mostly in schools? Uh, I'm surprised actually so far that we haven't heard Hogwarts. <laughs> I didn't expect to come this far <laughs> without a mention of I've Harry. I've been holding, you know, like, like throw, lock my mouth and throw away the key because like, <laughs> we've been talking about Harry Potter a lot. I know you all have been talking about Harry Potter a lot as well. So I'm like, never mind, I shall not this time. <laughs> well, that's where it is. But, you know, if if you would like, uh, let us know again. We're asking, what are some of your favourite movies, shows that take place in school? Um, that number to WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. And since we spent uh, this part of the show looking at things that veer a little darker, it seems appropriate to play out with this clip from Breakfast Club. So, so on Monday, what happens? Are we still friends, you mean? For friends now, that is? Yeah. Do you want the truth? Yeah, I want the truth. I don't think so. With all of us or just John? With all of you. That's a real nice attitude, Claire. Oh, be honest, Andy. If Brian came walking up to you in the hall on Monday, what would you do? I mean, picture this. You're there with all the sports. I know exactly what you'd do. You'd say hi to him, and when he left, you'd cut him all up so your friends wouldn't think that you really liked him. No way. Okay. What if I came up to you? Same exact thing. You are a Why? Because I'm telling the truth? That makes me No, because you know how that is to do to someone. And you don't got the to stand up to your friends and tell them that you're going to like who you want to like. Okay, what about you, you hypocrite? Why don't you take Allison to one of your heavy metal vomit parties? Or take Brian out to the parking lot at lunch and get higher? What about Andy, for that matter? What about me? What would your friends say if we were walking down the hall together? I'm just playing it the way you told me. I know, and you know what? It's perfect. But the thing is, rock is about the passion, man. Where's the joy? You're the lead guitarist, and we are counting on you for some style, brother. So try this out. This is an ancient technique. It's called power stance. That's it, power stance. You own the universe. Now give me an E chord, just go. But let me hear. of rock. It's a toast to those who rock. Now smile and nod your head and let me see your eyeballs wide like there's something wrong. Yeah! Now, do it again. Give me that. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Okay, let's do it again from you're not hardcore. One, two, three. Well, you're not BFM 89.9, it's 8.27. You're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn Sharmila and Dash. And together, we are talking about heading back to school, our favourite schools on screen. And how could we do this without mentioning, well, I mean, it's his name even, Dewey Finn, um, and School of Rock. <laughs> the best school. The only school. The only yes. school. <laughs> There are I days... watched that film and I wanted to be a kid in that school. Yeah. Right. Actually, there are days that go by where all I sing to myself is, no, you're not hardcore. Over <laughs> in that over. Voice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, same. I feel this is the defining school movie for me. Like, really, I, I watched it at the right, right age. Um, it's everything I fantasize my school to be. It's like every kid wants to be a rock star. And this In this movie, kids do become rock stars. It's so funny. It's so heartwarming. And I think what's great about it is like it really wears its heart on its sleeves like this is just such a i don't know if innocent is a, it's just such a joyous film it's so joyous it's so infinitely rewatchable and i still watch it to this day so many times like every year i probably watch it at least once it's and even today i feel like if that is the school life, then I want I want to be a kid again. Like I want to go back to school. So it's, isn't it great that it's wish fulfillment for kids? It's also wish fulfillment for adults because it's Jack Black living his best life as well. Yes. <laughs> no, and actually it's wish fulfillment on um every which 
uh, every which level, you know what I yeah. mean? Meaning, um, if you were a kid, that's what you want to do. If you're an adult, you're also getting your wish fulfilled, even if the character that you identify with is Jack Black. Um, but at the same time, you also could imagine going back in time and being a kid yeah. in that school. And so I think that's part of what makes that movie so successful and also infinitely rewatchable. Also, I think the only one we've talked about today that's actually younger kids. Uh, yes, because we resisted the impulse to play Harry Potter. Yeah, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> to be fair, even Harry Potter, right, becomes less about school as the movies go along. Um, the most solidly school-based films are the earlier ones, and then later, uh, they uh, the books don't stick to that. The books don't do that, but the films certainly veer away. Um, I actually, I we talked so much about trauma that I think we didn't quite sit at the how fun it can be to watch younger stories about younger kids in school and the joy of things like um, playing games with your friends. Um, I don't know, like having a magical ceiling come to life in your school hall, sharing dormitories with your best friend. Um, and whether you're a child or whether you're an adult, I think there's just something really fun and joyful about engaging with that on screen. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's just so nice to see, like, because as adults, right, we generally, um, depending, I guess, depends on where you work and stuff. Like, we don't need permission about, let's say, you know, so, about how you style your hair and things like that. You just do what you want, right? Nobody is, like, really, like, micromanaging all these types of things. But it's so interesting. I, I like, I, 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 find, I find all these, like, small quirks and, and small little scenes in, let's say, movies like School of Rock, or even like where, you know, he's like, what rolled up his sleeves and his hair is all spiked, and then his teacher is angry and he's like, it's punk. <laughs> 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 like, really? And it's the kind of stuff, like, I remember, like, write, writing, like, something like, you know, punk rock on my table in, like, in, like third, when I was 13 or 12. And then my teacher was like, why are you, like, vandalizing the table? I'm like, no, it's punk rock, <laughs> you know? It's like all these kind of silly things. But it's so, and it's like, I, I guess it, it's, it reminds you of like all these like small, like innocent moments that you don't necessarily experience anymore. So we've been asking you, um, what are some of your favourite movies and shows that take place in schools? And you can keep them coming. WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Now, um, just with apologies to anybody who speaks French, like even remotely, even if you studied it a long time ago, I'm already sorry. Um, but Bong says, School of Rock, as well as Le Les Caristes? I'm just guessing. I think I went Spanish there. I'm not going to try and correct you, but um, I think it's called The Chorus, the English translation. Yes, thank you. Um, great shout. Um, if you love School of Rock, you love The Chorus. It's essentially very similar vibes, um, but with a with a choir instead of a instead of a rock band. Cameroon says Malcolm in the Middle. Oh. Ah. <laughs> Interesting. Because I wouldn't think of it as a school TV, a great TV show. I love it. But it's more of family sitcom, no? I would think so, although there are scenes in school. Mm -hmm. What well, um, Lizzie Maguire? Oh, Sorry. Mm. Yes, you're absolutely right. Sorry, <laughs> right? I just I just had like a flash of Gordo in my mind. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, I love Lizzie McGuire. But again, I would think of that maybe because the division of time in that show is more or less half-half. So yeah. I was going to say Babysitter's Club earlier because it's another show that's given me so much joy in the last few years. Uh, and then I resisted because I, I started thinking to myself, well, is that a, a school-based show? Because again, it's half-half, like maybe quarter, three-quarter in fact. I mean, when we Googled this, Kim Possible came up. So I, and <laughs> I don't know if I would have ever said that Kim Possible is necessarily a school-based animation, but a fair amount of it does take place there. So I think it really depends on um, how it is that you're deciding on this. Spider-Man movies, the new trilogy? Yeah. Which Jasper is bringing up, uh, actually, ah. yes. And a lot of, yeah, I, I think that the new trilogy is absolutely school-based. even And if, they're high school-age kids. Yes. yes. Because even if they leave school, it's on school trips, <laughs> you know? So, so there's that. Um, not unsurprising, we've got some mentions of To Sir With Love. So Daniel, for example, starts us off saying To Sir With Love, Grease 2, um, and Assassination Classroom. Grease 2? I've never watched Grease 2 because it's very poorly reviewed. I have watched Grease 2. Right. Is it still set in school, though? Yes, it is. Um, uh. And people are the age that they were before. 
<laughs> Wait, how many years after the first one did this come out? No, it doesn't star any of the same actors. Oh, okay. So I was <laughs> that, like, that what? I was a Grease too. <laughs> it wasn't John Travolta in his 50s playing a okay, high schooler. Okay. I think there is a Grease 3. Yes, yeah. I think so too. Yeah, so okay, you so know, it's the Sharknado kind of thing. It's a whole thing, yeah. Okay, uh, okay. Assassination Classroom <laughs> is an anime, by the way, which, which I haven't seen but looks interesting. Uh, all right, we've got a pretty nice list from Lee Jun who says, To Sir with Love, uh, followed by Very Current Affairs, addresses graduate and job mismatch. An engineer becomes a temporary teacher in a school for B40 students. Wow, we've, we've strayed back into EE territory. I know. Uh, <laughs> evening edition <laughs> topics. But yes, I never thought of it, but great point. That's actually the case. I mean, Sydney Point does it with tremendous dignity as he does everything else but it doesn't change the fact that actually when you look at the the story arc it is literally that um Lord of the Flies stresses the importance of adult supervision and guidance. Children must not be left alone. Uh, fight back to school. When an adult cop tries to masquerade as a high school student, Stephen Chow and the late Mantat are a joy to watch. Um, actually, that one is very enjoyable, if incredibly silly. Um, Karate Kid series and Cobra Kai, the dojo, is also a classroom. Uh, nice. School Ties, a not-so-happy ending, a breakout role for Matt Damon, Brendan Fraser, Ben Affleck, Chris O'Donnell. Uh, Detention 2019, based on the supernatural horror video game from Taiwan. In in 1962, two students find themselves alone in a school. One goes missing and the other has to navigate the school halls, avoiding ghosts and demons. You don't have to play the video game to enjoy it or be knowledgeable about Taiwan's white terror. But the underlying theme is timeless. Don't allow politics into school. Now we've got Whiplash, the opposite of School of Rock. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Mr. Holland's opus, a musician becomes a music teacher to support his family and gives up his own dreams. Well, to add on to that, firstly, I love Mr. Holland's opus, but also if you haven't watched Coda, also features oh. another great oh, music okay. teacher, great scenes of, um, I think, a very different experience of going to school when you come from a family of people uh, who are deaf. Yeah, and I, I like the whiplash shout, but I guess that isn't school necessarily, right? I mean, it's... It, it well, is, if dojo is a classroom, then music okay, class yeah, is a classroom. I guess, I guess. Um, yeah. So I've, I've noticed there's a theme in messages extending it to colleges and universities, and I think that's okay, fair. Yeah, so that's educational fair. institution. <laughs> uh, that's just me justifying my love of whiplash, which I really love. Yes, amazing. Um, now I just want a TV show on like after-school tuition. Like tuition center. What is it dynamics. with you today? What, what I don't is know. It with you? I I think I think it's the lack of Malaysian focused content in this area. There's so few. I mean, to be fair, talent time takes place in school, mm-hmm. um, right? But how much? How much else? Why? Where is the huge gap? that exists in TV shows or movies that address what life is like going to school in Malaysia. Yeah, they're actually... They sound very like impassioned about this suddenly. Yeah, yeah that, but that's a good point because like I can think of like, let's say, Goal and Ginchu. That's another one, Talent mm-hmm. Time. But that's really not much. I guess there were like some series like Waktu Rehat on Disney Junior or something. It's like very new. Was it on, just like, Recess in Malay? Because I don't know that one. <laughs> Yes, but not animated. All right, okay. <laughs> yeah, but there's not there's not many. Yeah, so perhaps we should, you know, I mean, like we Malaysians, we will be nice to see, like you know, specifically unique to Malaysian school lifestyle and and how it's very different. You know, I think of you both as friends. Um, I'd like to support your work. Um, <laughs> there, there's there's a lot of stuff where you know, if if you were to do something, I'd be like, yeah, Sharmila and Dash. Yes, um, I'm not watching a show about tuition. It's not happening. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nothing can compel me to do this. Not even love. I'm you sorry. You clearly didn't go to my tuition center. It I was don't super care. dramatic. Yeah, I do my not care. T- my tuition center was like, you know, people went there to count, caught guys and girls. Exactly. And there was like the back, back pe- people at the back making noise. It was a world of its own. Yeah, sure. For a very long time. <laughs> For a very long time, I did not watch Alien because I did not like the space trucker setting. I was just like, ugh, gross. Mm. That's how I feel about tuition centers. <laughs> I know that it's like are... you are dealing with some uh, trauma of your own. I, I feel Mom like forcing you to go tuition. <laughs> I'm. I don't mean to dismiss tuition centers out there doing good work, providing great help to students. I'm just saying that that was not necessarily my experience. Okay. Um, not your fun okay. place. Not your happy place. I just think I just think you're both very pushy at the moment, and um, we should. And I on. will politely agree to disagree. Yes. All right, that's that's politer <laughs> than what I did. So, all right. Uh, Rowan says, I really love the 1999 She's All That. No, not only for the chemistry between the leads, but the supporting cast, the brother, the popular kids, etc. were fun to watch. Oh my God. 
I love you she's to come from. I know. I was going to say you have to come from a particular era to know Rachel Lee Cook and Freddie Prince Jr. and she's all that and the makeover scene. Such nonsense. Such <laughs> such enjoyable nonsense. <laughs> I I will eternally love She's all that. I, I don't know what it is about it. Um, and also any opportunity to mention that Freddie Prince Jr. went on to a career in the WWE is something that I, I love being able to say. So thank you. <laughs> thank you very much, Rowan. Um, let's see. Bong is back to say, uh, take the lead. Antonio Banderas teaching a detention class student ballroom dancing. Oh, I've never watched that. I've never watched that either. I know, but now I really want to. I know. Yes. I mean, what a sell. Um, Mohan says, Dead Poet Society, a must mention. Yeah, um, I mean, see, I, I'm to go back to the school setting, I completely agree that to serve with love, Dead Poet Society are definitely set in schools. But are they about the students or are they about the teachers, though? And and does it matter? It depends, right? I would say that the ratio of Dead Poet Society, or frankly, the stuff I remember is student stuff. Dead poets, yes. I think it in fact, if anything, Robin Williams is is much more of a mysterious figure than mm. the than the students. Actually, okay. So that's interesting because I have a different perspective of Dead Poets. I mean, I love it, but I think Dead Poets Society is more about the teacher because I feel like he is the character we end up remembering mm. the most, like his lessons um, sort of um, thing. But yeah, I think it's Dead Poets is definitely like one of the best love because it's, it is so, you know, I, I growing up watching it, it's like, you know, chase your passion, self-expression, you know, uh, poetry, books, art, you know, like the important things in life. I, I think like that film really spoke to me. Y'all, we have a theme uh, that is emerging. So let's go with the, um, let's go with the older one first. So um, 9393 says, hey guys, does the Mind Your Language series qualify? The setting is in a, is in a classroom. Ken says, I like Mind Your Language. I'm here says, does Mind Your Language count? To which the answer is very simply, yes. <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> it has to, right? It, it's a yes. classroom setting. I mean, it's a classroom. There's a teacher, there's a headmistress, there's yeah. a janitor. Yeah. It's all Come there. Yeah. There's yes. a hot girl, there's a nerd. Like, yeah, 100%. All right. So following on to that, uh, we have Azril and Kamarun both bringing up Oh My English, saying that it's a Malaysian Scola story. Oh, yes. yes. So mm. that's another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's a good you. call, good call. Yeah. And then we've also got uh, Farid who says Adik Manja, a movie from the 80s about school teacher in a school. Oh, I must go look that up. Not familiar. Yeah. See, you don't need to create new stuff, guys. <laughs> it's already there. There was, there's no gap, you know? It's just stuff that's already there. Anyway, um, what else do we have? Uh, Rukairi says 18 again. Um, I don't know whether this is the Korean TV show that they're talking about because I'm not familiar. Is there a movie called? I was like, so initially I thought they meant 13 going on 30 and I got very excited. Um, but then I realized, no, it's not. I thought it might have been Edge of 17. It, again, yes. this just tells you yeah. how many and of these. And then I thought it was yeah. Freaky Friday and it's none <laughs> of those movies. The only 18 again I can find is a Korean show. So let us know if we got the wrong one. Uh, Azri says, Stranger Things, Mean Girls and then Rugrats. Rugrats. Rugrats Ooh. is not school. It's a nursery. But there's Rugrats all grown up. That's true. And then there's also the dynamics, which are very school sense. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I would say so. And then I've been saving this one. Lydia says, gotta love three idiots. It's funny and tear-jerking at the same time. Yes. That's a wonderful, wonderful. shout. Um, it is, isn't it? And yeah. see, this is what happens when we also extend 45 it Also 45-year-olds playing students, but... but <laughs> 45-year-olds <laughs> playing 20-year-olds. Yeah. Not 16-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. If we're going to give a little bit of wriggle room, then, um, you know, I, I suppose college can age you. <laughs> and like, three idiots is all about how university can be very stressful unless yes. you live life your own way. That ages people. <laughs> but that's a great shout. If if, yes. if um you haven't watched a Bollywood film oh my and gosh. you want to try, like Three Idiots is the perfect one to start with. Mm -hmm. I love Three Idiots so much. Um again, something with a massive amount of rewatchability. I say all is well to myself sometimes. Yeah. I yes. say all is well to so anybody. Iconic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. yep, yep. Even inappropriately, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, all might not be well, but all could be. So all is well. Um, Andrew says, Harry Potter, three question marks. 
for sure. Definitely. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Andrew. I feel like you've been punished by our self-restraints. Like we would have brought up Harry Potter a long time ago, but yes. um, yeah, we're, we're all we're all fans here. Uh, Jasper has, as always, sent through a very comprehensive list of which I will take a sampling, I think. Um, so we've got, let's see, Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, 90210, um, which we touched on a little bit earlier, Anne of Green Gables, Punky Brewster, uh, Happy Days, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, both the film, uh, both the movie as well as the TV series. And then um, I'm going to stop here for now, but Footloose we have not mentioned. Yes, Footloose we've not mentioned. Um, quintessential high school dance film. Um, I did want to say though, Punky Brewster, what a great shout. Again, child of the 90s. So I'm very excited that someone brought that up. And he mentioned Buffy, which reminded me of like the Buffy type of things type of shows that are happening today, which are like uh, Riverdale, Sabrina and the Teenage Witch and all. How dare you? How dare you equate Riverdale? (laughs) I'm not saying in terms of quality. Okay, all right then. All right. (laughs) I will let it go. (laughs) Okay. All right. The the plan for the tuition show collaboration is definitely off. It's very high school now. It's very high school in here tonight. There's a lot of that going on is all I'm going to say. Let's see. Legally Blonde, which we also didn't mention, which if we're including universities, totally counts. Uh, Clueless, Romy and Michelle's high school reunion, best ever. Um, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, which we also hadn't mentioned. Um, Let's see. One Day Years, which we've talked about. 13 going on 30. Um, and then what else? Flash Dance, Save the Last Dance, a fair amount of uh, dance films. Mm-hmm. The Twilight movies, actually, which we also haven't talked about. And then it goes all the way down to Baby One More Time, the music video from Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really nice shout. It is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I also want to say Twilight, only the first movie, surely. Because subsequently it stopped really being about school. Yeah, And even in the first movie, it's just like, the introductory scenes a little bit and then after that I mean they they're the cafeteria back, scenes cafeteria, and the classroom yeah. scenes true, true, and, true. Yeah. yeah by the way Rukari says it's actually 17 again my bad <laughs> so there is that <laughs> okay. Um, okay and then also says how like about yes and how about Matilda <laughs> oh yes yeah yeah um, Matilda is is glorious um before we close off, we have a couple more. Legion says, uh, is Jagat a school movie? It's so sad I cried. And what about um, Reda? It does point out a lack of special needs schools. Um, you know, those are such great suggestions of local yes. films. I Actually, I think Jagat is absolutely a school film because it's fundamentally about a child and his experiences yep. in school. Yeah, I haven't I'm- watched Reda though, so I'm not 100% sure. Again, no need to create new stuff. Just go off and educate yourselves. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right. To close off, Wan Xiang uh, says Mean Girls, um, followed by including a gif actually of Gretchen Wieners um, saying ex-boyfriends are just off limits to friends. I mean, that's just like the rules of feminism. Um, followed by <laughs> Sky High, a superhero movie of high school students learning their superpower in a school, really unique comedy. And then Breakfast Club, Perks of Being a Wallflower, which we hadn't mentioned, Diary of a Teenage Girl, Easy A, which is great. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World and every one of Michael Cera's movies and American Beauty. Oh, oh God. I don't know if I want to think of American Beauty as a school movie. It's sad, you know, it's a good movie. It's a great movie Um, and nothing to do with Kevin Spacey. I just think that the very themes of the film make it kind of uncomfortable. And another, yeah, sorry. Yeah, and something else that popped into mind is also, I I feel like it should be mentioned, but the name escapes me. What is the Saoirse Ronan film that is not, Little Women Lady, Lady Bird Lady Bird Yes Yes oh, that's, that's a great, great one, one. Yes. Yeah That's a lovely that's a, film The Sher mm-hmm. Ronan film That's not Little Women <laughs> <laughs> You know or, or Brooklyn To be fair yes, There are yes. others She's made others But yes. yeah Oh my gosh I love Lady Bird um, Ken is back Just to give a little bit Of vinegar at the end Because we, we were going Too sugary I think With Lady Bird Ken says I like Donnie Darko too Dark and freaky Which is fair Oh, great oh, shout. Yeah, that's um, a good one. I love that film. Yeah, see, high school mo- school movies go all kinds of places, man. Seriously. All of which to say, I think that's a lot of uh, viewing content. If you've been following along and <laughs> feeling like uh, you want to spend your weekend viewing, maybe watching school stuff, lots of great suggestions. Uh, thank you, everybody, for getting in touch. If you'd like to keep them coming, though, um, let us know. We've been talking today about 
movies or shows set in school and want to hear your favourites. You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, Dash will be back with us next week, actually. So, yeah. Looking Thank you, Dash. No for... problem. Excited. Right. Um, you've been listening today to Popcorn Culture, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.